welcome back to Atypically Topical. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you feeling? Uh, I mean, we drank a bottle of wine earlier. Each? No. <laughs> and we're having some more wine now, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> no, we shared a small bottle. And or I just refilled, so we should be all right. Um, but yeah, we're celebrating your new... Your, you have a new job coming up or... A new offer. Yes. You're in the process of uh, transitioning over to eventually. Yeah. Um, Working on on the details, but um, for sure by the end of next year, next school year, I will be in a new position, which I'm very, um, I'm excited about. It's going to be something very different from what I'm used to, but Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I'm... (laughs) I'm in a position right now where I'm kind of confident in my abilities. Like I know what I'm doing. And so right. the change seems like a good stepping stone in my career. Yeah. I suppose. Still very much in the school psychology field. Yeah. I, I'm going to be doing the basic things I've been doing. It's just um, like, for example, like, you know, when I test kids, I'm trying to test for eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, for here, for this new job, I'll be testing for like learning differences, is how they put it. Right. So um, it will be uh, a change, but I think a good change. Yeah. So. Cool. And- yeah. We're then, yeah. We, so we went to, you had some steak, we mm-hmm. celebrated, had a little wine. So, and now we're going to wrap up the night with some um, shameless dudes that we'll be talking about <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, because it was inspired by our trip to Philly, which I guess we can talk a little bit about because we just came back. This is our quarantine corner. Um, a lot of fun. We were there for four days. We visited your sister. Your brother-in-law. And your brother-in-law. He's, he was on the um, near-death near death experiences episode. Mm-hmm. Talked about almost dying several times. Um, but yeah, and we, we got to go to the you know Constitution Center and my favorite part was their room with all like all the people that signed the the uh, declaration. Yeah, uh, I took a selfie with George Washington. <laughs> yeah, they were all like life size statues. If you ever get a chance to go there, that part is was that part in the free or that no no, that, no, no that, that, that was free. That one was free. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's very very cool. You learn a lot about history of the country and how it was founded and everything in between. And yeah, and we also try to figure out when I could vote. Because <laughs> like there was this whole room that went in a circle, yeah. um, and then it goes that, by I like the that. gates. Yeah, and uh, we started out like in oh, what, 1880 or something yeah. like that. It was basically a quiz that you would take, and it'd be and it would just you know once you hit an answer that made made it so that you couldn't vote that year, it would just come up with like eh, like no. And so yeah. the first question was was if if you're white. If you're white, so uh, of course if you put no for like half of the decades, automatically you were you were out but we were putting white and then the second one was are you a man yeah are you a man and then obviously i'm not so it just so i wasn't until like what i forgot 19 like 40 or 60 or something like like that that, yeah Yeah, where i was able to vote finally yeah so So. that was a good time and then we saw a show talking about the yeah there's a lot of you know good stuff to do up there in philly yeah um yeah, other than that, I mean, we got a new little bar that we have in our house mm-hmm. since our last episode, so we're enjoying that, just kind of in a little nook bar that we can enjoy, which we just poured some wine out of. But yeah, well, um, let's just jump into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
the first thing we'll do before we talk about Florida, I have a snack that I stuck into my pocket. Oh, yinks. From our, from our box. And oh, yeah. It's a weird one. It's, it's weird. It's like, I don't know. It's dil- like a tube. It's like dildo shaped. Oh, or a tube shape. Uh, that, I guess, tube works too. <laughs> um, it's a, it's like in a purple package and it has little characters on it. One of them looks like a... I mean, like, it's the right color for a dildo, I guess. Looks like, it looks like a mad scientist with a genie coming out of his, his little pipe that's like a cat. I don't know. But let's open it and okay. see what it looks like inside. So this is where we try a different Japanese snack. It, oh, it's just one log, long tube, long cylinder. <laughs> it looks like a, like a long Cheeto. Yeah, picture a long Cheeto, but with like a hollow circle in the middle. So, oh, okay. So you, you can actually like use it as a straw if you wanted, but it's like a, fat, like a, a chode straw, like a fat, <laughs> a fat straw. Let me try to break it in half and probably get crumbs everywhere. Let's, let's get on the mic. <laughs> okay. Didn't didn't get too much of a mess. Yeah, it just looks like a fat. Oh, I, I already licked my fingers and it tastes like barbecue sauce, kind of. Oh, does which it? I'm not usually a fan of, but. Uh, all right, I guess I'll try. Ready? <laughs> it's okay. Mm. I think if the flavor was different, I would like it more. Yeah. But it's just like a longer, thicker Cheeto puff with a hole inside. And it's like it's like the barbecue flavored chips, really. Yeah. What do you think, Prince? I know. Do you want to try a little like, bit? It's weird because it's just one individually wrapped big tube. You just you gotta take a, no. You can't take the whole thing. Just take a bite. <laughs> it's too late now. No. I think Prince likes it. He's like looking for more. <laughs> so, no, only a... Okay, but he... Okay, he's, he's taking it. it. He's taking the whole thing. So what you get for for leaving during the episode, Joaquin? You miss out on food. So overall, would you go ahead and give it a thumbs down? I mean, yeah. I guess not Not saying that thumbs down means you don't like it, but that you wouldn't really ever... I, I wouldn't buy it again. Yeah, like it, it's not... It's not nothing special. Prince gave it two thumbs up. Yeah. He ate the whole thing. <laughs> So I really en- enjoyed it. Well, hopefully he doesn't have dairy afterwards. <laughs> hopefully not. Um, but anyway, yeah, so a rare thumbs down, but we have other snacks we'll try in the future. So see if we can get a better one next time. Mm-hmm. But let's jump into our topic. So we're on 107. We're going to be talking about shameless dudes. And this was inspired by our trip to Philly where um, we had a very enthusiastic woman tell us about the delegates that were um there for the signing and there was one that mm-hmm. i had not heard of and i and i can't remember his name but you'll tell me soon mm-hmm. about um kind of i i believe what she said is that he, what was the one that the special thing that he was known for do you remember just from her talk before you well, she said that he's the one that wrote it or something well <laughs> that spoils what i'm gonna oh, have okay. to say about it okay well maybe all right well we'll we'll figure it out whenever you get to it mm-hmm so we'll save that for the end because we all have to go ahead and get into questioning Florida first, which of course is going to be about a shameless dude. Which, I mean, it's 99% of the time it is. Yeah. Unless it's a woman, then probably still shameless. But All right, this one is from uh, TampaBay.com, mm. and it is from... Uh, 
3-11-2022, which is today, <laughs> as of we're recording this, so Thing. the most recent one I've probably ever done. Um, not encouraging that this happened today, though, but let's get into it. Okay. Is it about the gay bill? No. Okay. That's what's up like that. Yeah, that one was ridiculous. Don't say gay. That was Florida, right? Yeah, don't say gay. <sighs> um, okay. So Right, Joaquin? Yeah, we you, get, you're a dog and you know that's fucked up. <laughs> so this, all right, let's just jump into the headline. Spring Hill man accused of asking deputies to test his meth. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> you gotta make sure it's good quality meth. Yeah. If there is such a thing, right, Prince? <laughs> so a man concerned about the quality of the meth he bought from someone at a local bar. So you're on the right track is in custody after he called 911 to ask that a deputy come to his home and test it. So, the Hernando County Sheriff's Office said in a press release that on Thursday, March 10th at about 7, deputies met with Thomas Eugene Colucci at his home. He told them he had recently purchased methamphetamine from a male he met in a local bar, and after having used a bit of it, believed it was actually bath salts. Mm. The other well-known Florida drug of choice. He said he was an experienced... Wait, is meth a powder? Is meth a powder? Yeah. I thought it was normally like in... Um, is there rocks? Crystal form. Unless that's maybe its most popular. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, but it can I'm, be powder too. I'm only asking because maybe the confusion lies in like the shape of the drug. I didn't realize oh, yeah. it because of that. What if I was all like, I mean, yeah, it's crystal if you want it this, and then it, you can be, it, it can be injected if you want it to go directly into your bloodline, but if you want a powder, then if you sniff it, then it'll hit you almost as, <laughs> I'm all an expert. Well, well, I mean, I feel like some people, like, I mean, who work with people with addiction might know, like, the, um, the specificity of the drugs. Yeah. Just based so on their So, this clients. is where he says... This is the next line, actually. He said he was an experienced drug user, <laughs> having used methamphetamine in the past, and, quote, knew what it should feel like. <laughs> <laughs> the substance he bought apparently did not produce the feeling he expected. So naturally, he called um, cops to <laughs> tell him why. Yeah. He produced two small baggies, each containing a white crystal-like substance. So there, this oh, okay. is the form that he had it. And handed them over to the deputy. Colucci said he did not want other people to buy fake meth from the individual who sold it to him, but he was He's unable like, to... I just want people to do quality drugs, <laughs> yeah. not this half-assed Such shit. Such a hero, right? <laughs> right. Um, but he was unable to provide a name or contact info, so that guy probably was like... He probably didn't even give him that info to begin with. Yeah. To protect himself. But yeah, I just... It's funny. He, you're not quite Dexter. You're not like... <laughs> Killing people that need to be killed or like if doing like a people, service if, for... If, if people are going to die from drugs, they might as well die from high quality drugs. That's <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Don't quote me on yeah. that. I'm, uh, ju- I'm clearly I'm sure kidding. Will at the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, all right, so please don't be- please don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this ever gets out to your new school. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not advocating for drug use. Yes, this is a comedy podcast, guys and girls. Um, a deputy performed a field test on a sample of the white crystal-like substance from each of the baggies 
and they tested positive for meth. They placed him under arrest. He said he was having chest pain, so they took him to the hospital, but he was later cleared. Mm. He was charged with possession of meth and two counts of possession of drug paraphernalia. Bond was set at $7,000. So, not <laughs> the smartest. And the mm. funny thing is, this I've, I've seen this headline before, and I think it also happened in 2018. Um, very similar circumstances. So I had to like double check because I saw it come up. But it, it was a very small like article. It didn't have a lot of this info. Oh, okay. So I tried to Google it, and all of the one, results were from 2018. So I'm like, is this just like a resurface? But I found it somewhere else eventually, that, and it said March 10th. Maybe it's a very just similar case. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think it is. Similarly stupid and similarly in for, uh, Florida. So. Yeah, I actually saw um, something on the news today when I was at the gym where um, these guys that were on spring break in Florida, they overdosed on, I think it was like cocaine laced with something else. Mm. Maybe with meth or something like that. And they all overdosed on yeah. it. And I'm like, these kids are like from um, West Point. They're West Point cadets. And I'm like... Yikes. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, drugs are like, no joke. Like, it doesn't matter like how rich or poor you are. Like, you, once you start, like, they they don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a dog, Joaquin and Prince. <laughs> so don't do drugs. <laughs> For the listener, they're like in her lap. So basically, she's going to be addressing them throughout. Um, oh, they're both asleep, by the way. Yeah, which is, I mean, Joaquin, he has his eyes open, but he's he's getting there. Um, so <laughs> last question about uh, Kalucci. Tom, you know what I'm going to ask you. Is he related to Kalachis? <laughs> no. <laughs> how old is Thomas Eugene Kalucci? Um... Let's see if you can get within like six years. Okay, so he got these drugs at a bar. Yeah. So he has to be at least 21 <laughs> in theory. In theory. It is Florida, though, but yeah. I'm going to guess he's 25. Uh, Thomas Eugene Colucci is 41 years oh, old. Oh, man. I really <laughs> I'm off on that one. <laughs> there was not a lot of info in there that could have helped you, but uh, a rare miss. On the age game. But, all right. So, before... mine, I have something that kind of segues into what you'll be talking about. Because okay. I don't have a main story. Just so... Because I wanted to bring this old segment back today that we haven't done in a while. Mm. So, um, let's jump into... Game? Quiz Corner. Oh, this is the extended version. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, no, you guys have never heard this version before. I, mean, I know, I'm, I'm dancing. Guys. This is, this is the version I kind of cut. It keeps going. <laughs> it's 28 seconds long. Let's just get through the whole thing. We're at 20. Quiz Corner is coming at you Oops, live sorry, from San Antonio. Sorry, I, I hit Prince by accident when I was fist bumping. Sorry, <laughs> 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 buddy. He's trying to sleep in the middle of our show like a good dog. All right. So... Not a lot. This is not like a lot of multiple choice stuff, but just a couple of things to kind of segue into our topic of, of shame. And this has to do with um, national pride and shame, something that mm. I found from the Pew Research Center. Pew Pew. Pew, Pew yeah. <laughs> P-E-W Research. I don't know where that's from, but uh, it's pretty recent. It's from May 20. 20- isn't a pew like a pillar as well? A pillar? I just know of a church pew. Isn't that like a pillar? <laughs> <laughs> well... 
you know what a church pew is isn't that just the bench oh, oh the front thing or <laughs> the front thing it's the bench isn't it yeah the the pews that you sit in oh yeah i don't know i went to spanish church <laughs> i mean that's the same i think it what? doesn't matter <laughs> what is uh okay define church pew uh google uh, is a long wooden seat with a back which people sit on in church. Yes, that's exactly what I was saying. Okay. All right. So, uh, anyways, this is their research. <laughs> and it's from May 2021, so keep that in mind. I don't know if it'll help you, but let's just see if you have a, a gauge on what countries think about themselves, basically. Okay. So, there's four countries that they asked about this, and I want you to rank them based on how how many said they're proud of their country most of the time. Mm. So, like, the proudest countries are you'll say first and like the ones that have a little bit more shame in their country will be last okay so the countries i'm just going to put them alphabetically so it doesn't give anything away so france germany the uk and the u.s so think of which people surveyed said they were the most proud they were proud more often than not and then to work your way toward the least france germany uk u.s so I think France would be first. Any reason? Just because of how snobby they are? No, it's <laughs> maybe the snobbiness is what is, is what they what they show as pride. Okay. Um, I would say maybe. Germany would be next, and then the UK and the US. Okay, final answers? Sure. So you got the last two right, but you just swapped the first two. So I count that as a win. Sweet. Because Germany is first. Not really surprising either. They're kind of like... They like proud. They're they're not like the U.S. where they're like, oh, we're we're gonna ignore everything we did in the past. (laughs) Like it wasn't our fault or anything (laughs) like that. Instead, they were like, yeah, our ancestors fucked up like terribly, (laughs) but that's why we learned from it and we continue to learn about it. So we don't fuck up like we did last like before. Yeah. So (laughs) the percentages break down. Germany was fifty three percent. France was forty five percent. UK was 41% and the USA was 39% at the time. So yeah. 39% of the people said they're proud most of the time. Um, and this is, so now that one's a win, I think. that I mean, you can't really get all four of them probably, but you only had the first two swapped and they were pretty close. So good job. And, the, and we'll wrap up with um, an open-ended question. Let's see if you can get, so they asked specifically US and UK. Okay. Name something. This was in uh, May twenty twenty, um, May twenty twenty one. By the way, so this was about a year ago. Okay, so like a year after the pandemic started. Right. Yeah. So they asked them name some things that made participants embarrassed or ashamed to be either American or British. So you can list them in any way. Just and I'll tell you if they're on there. Think of what people would say. Like they have that in common, or no. okay. Well, there are a couple that are both. So if you get one of those, that's like. Good stuff. That's that's bonus points right there. There's a, there's two that are both, and then there's two that are um, U.S. and there's three that are U.K. Of course, I won't expect you to get all of them, but maybe if you can get like three. How about food, cuisine? No, 
Oh. Think more specific, kind of. Not of food, but just... They they don't say, like, agriculture or something. They They have specific things that represent their country or, you know... Already stuff about or people or stuff about their country, their country. <laughs> That's hard. That could be anything. Well, like, if, as an American, last year, how would you answer this question? Last year, what am I really proud of? No, ashamed of. Oh, ashamed of. Oh, okay, ashamed of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the president <laughs> <laughs> of the United States. Yes, which was Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump's one. And you're on the right track for UK also. Boris Johnson. Yes. <laughs> He's one for there, so that's one in common. <laughs> okay, what am I ashamed of? And then as an American, I don't know if you'll get the other America one, honestly, because it's pretty, I wouldn't have said this, but there's a big UK one you probably should know. Oh, Brexit? Yes, that's another one. And then um, there's more, so those are like the individual ones. Mm-hmm. And then... There's one that it's kind of had a had a major. We learned a lot about it in Pennsylvania about the history of the country that was not great, and they're still kind of going uh, on slavery, today, which kind of leads to Tra- uh, trafficking, so sex trafficking. Um. Well, our child trafficking. No, we're talking about racism in general. Oh, that oh. is a both one. Racism was on both. Oh, okay. Which makes sense. Um, the other ones. So yeah, good job. Brexit, Donald Trump, Boris Johnson. I think were all the gettable ones. Um, the U.S. one also had opioid epidemic. Oh yeah, that, which, that yeah, that that's a really big issue right now. Yeah, and then the U.K. also had behavior of them of Britons abroad, <laughs> which I feel like should be a U.S. one too. Well, you know what? I feel like I hear a lot of foreigners say that like when Americans visit other countries, yeah, they're usually really nice. Mm. Like I very I very rarely besides France, I think I hear that like. They're not, the French don't really like how Americans act there. Well, not like all of them, but just, I could see it though. I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> well, that's France. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say fuck France. <laughs> I, I respect the French people and their culture. Me too. Even though I said they were snobby earlier, but that was, <laughs> I was mostly just being a stereotype. I've never been there. I'd love to be there. Um, <laughs> and then the only other one for both was, I don't know if you have a guess of what the, what the right wing would say is most embarrassing about culture nowadays. The, uh, what the wokeness. Yeah. Political correctness. Yeah. That's also both. And they had more on that. If you want to go to, you know, Pew research, just look up, uh, just remember study. the sound a gun makes. Yes. <laughs> or like a laser gun. Pew. pew. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, good job. I think you, you nailed that one also. Nice. And that's expected. I think it was maybe the US and the UK. They also asked him about shame and like 10% of of both of those were the highest mm. that said they mostly feel shame. And of course, it was mostly the left on, in both countries, which makes sense because, you know, we had Trump at the time. <laughs> yeah. And he was extremely embarrassing uh, for the entire country. and Except for the few. Yeah. Um so yeah, that, that kind of has to do with our national history and stuff, which I thought would lead nicely into what you're going to ta- be talking about. And I'm excited to learn what this guy's name was again, because I remember she talked about him at our little visit. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah. 
And she knew a lot. Um, so, and I, I, I remember, I'll, I'm sure I'll be remembering it as you say what he did, but let's just jump into this shameless founding father, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this story is about um, Governor Morris. But oh, that's it, right. Yeah. But it was Governor. She said Governor. Yeah. It's both like Governor. Yeah. G-O-U. Yeah. But I'm going to say Governor because. Okay. Fair I, enough. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to say Governor. Okay. That's not right. <laughs> so, Governor Morris was born January 31st, 1752. Mm. Uh, so, he was a New Year's baby, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, well, oh, well, actually, I must... said January 31st? Yeah, never mind. He <laughs> um, was a new February baby, yeah. almost. Um, he was born into a wealthy land-owning family to what is now New York City. Oh, okay. So, actually, I have a little tidbit about New York City because when he was older, um, he was actually part of a commission that consisted of three men that planned the growth of New York City um, and helped it become the largest city in the United States. Mm. Um, So, what they basically did was they devised Manhattan's um, street grid system. So how Manhattan is shaped is there's 12 parallel avenues that are intersected with 155 streets. Okay. Um, so they built it that way because it was cheaper to build um, buildings that way and it was more convenient to live in that way since everything was such in a small area. Um, they also, he also uh, was instrumental in, correct, in cr- creating um, the Erie Canal mm which um, helped connect the Hudson River to Lake Erie um, instead of Lake Ontario. And that helped with like um, water going into the city and stuff like that. Right. So he was instrumental in that. But the reason why he was able to do that is because his family owned that land, essentially. Yeah. Anyways, so he attended King's College which is now Columbia College. Um, and he became a lawyer at, at that time. Um, and then he was elected to the New York Conventional uh, Congress before serving in the Continental Congress, which is where we saw him. Okay. Uh, he was 35 years old at the time that the convention was held, um, and he was highly instrumental in creating the language and the structure of the Constitution. Right, that's what she told us. Yeah, he was known as the penman of the Constitution, um, as opposed to the father of the Constitution, which is given um, to James Madison because he created kind of the structure and the philosophical underpinnings of the Constitution, and kind of like I feel like Morris was kind of more like. Um, like the editor, I guess, like what you do. <laughs> what I do, I'd be, I would be the governor. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> um, so Morris um, was on two central committees in the convention. Um, so he actually um, was very much against slavery, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ahead of the times. Yeah. But then he was also like, one of his stances was like he didn't think regular people could like represent themselves in government and things like that. So no. I'm like, okay, mm. you didn't get that right, Couldn't but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, 
though he was part of the committee of style and arrangement, charged with editing the final text and details of the document. And, and he was also in the committee of postponed parts and the committee of the eleven which crafted solutions to intractable problems with the convention, like the selection of the presidency. Um, so this is what James Madison um, recalled about him in a letter. Okay. So he said, quote, The finish given to the style and the arrangement of the Constitution fairly belongs to the pen of Mr. Morris. A better choice could not have been made as the performance of the task proved. It was actually Morris, for instance, who changed Wilson's original preamble language referencing we, the people of the states, to we, the people of the United States. Brilliant. Yeah. That's a good edit right there. Right? So he's the one to do that. Nice. Um, but here are some interesting facts about him. Okay. Partly some, th- some things that we learned while we were in Philly. And some things I found out about him, I was like, huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Joaquin got up for this one. I know, right? I've got to hear about this guy. I know you got to pay attention. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first one that we both knew is that he had a pig leg. Yeah. So pain was nothing new for Morris. When he was 15 years old, he accidentally dropped a kettle of boiling water that Ooh. scolded his right arm and the side that forced him to miss an entire year of classes at King's College. Jeez. Yeah, not great. Um, he avoided gangrene, which would have required amputation of the limb, um, but he wasn't as fortunate. In 1780, when he reportedly, in a carriage accident, left his mangled, um, I'm sorry, which left him mangled um, on his leg, on his left leg, um, his regular doctor was out of town, so attending physicians recommended amputation oh. of his left leg below the knee. Oh, wow. Morris um, consented to um, to the surgery, um, showing a stunning lack of bedside manner. His regular doctor told Morris upon his return that his that the leg luckily could have been saved. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, imagine being like, "We're going to amputate your leg, amputate it," and then the doctor be like. Uh, yeah, we didn't really you, have you didn't to, need do. to do that. Yeah, guys. my bad. <laughs> that sucks. Rumors forever swirled that Morris uh, was known as a ladies' man. Actually, injured himself jumping from a balcony to escape the wrath of an irate husband. Um, so that's 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 the rumor. We don't know if that's exactly mm. true, but that's that's the story that we have. Yeah, he was a mistress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the founding father didn't let the loss of limbs slow him down. Um, according to a book uh, that was written about him, he continued to ride horses, climb church steeples, shoot river rapids, and shake his wooden leg dancing. Nor did it diminish his um, trice with married women. Mm. So, so he kept at it. Yeah, he, he. I mean, maybe pig legs are... I finish. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's how. Um, when we saw his statue, he had a pig leg, and so yeah. we we're like, "Why is that there?" And she explained that to us. Laying his wood all over the city. Right. Well, speaking of laying wood, <laughs> <laughs> um, he had an affair at the Louvre. That was the no. other thing. Yeah. The art place. I'll explain. <laughs> okay. So Morris traveled to so. 
after the Continental Congress and all that, mm-hmm. um, he went to Paris on a business venture in 1789. Um, and Our dog lost interest. <laughs> and then three years later, George Washington appointed him as the minister to France. So, um, so because of that, he experienced a fresh revolution during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and during those five years that he was in Paris... Um, oh, okay. So while he was in Paris for those five years, not only did he saw see the violence that um, the reign of terror was happening during the French Revolution, but he had a love affair with a novelist. Um, I'm, I can't pronounce her name because it's all in French, and I'm okay. not gonna try to butcher no, it because I don't. I don't want to insult our French listeners <laughs> <laughs> any further. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was married to a count that was 35 years her senior, um, and they lived in an apartment inside the Louvre. Oh, so it was an apartment complex. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so. He shared this mistress with a French with a French uh, diplomat, is Charles Maurice, who would later sell the Louisiana Purchase to the United States as Napoleon's foreign minister. Oh wow! Yeah, very random, right? Yeah, that's a weird uh, small world detail. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna share one more last thing. Okay. Uh, so this is how he died. Hmm. So he died of after a gruesome bit of self surgery. So after suffering from. Crip- Hawkinies. Okay, you need to settle down somewhere, sir, so we can finish this damn story. <laughs> Go okay. ahead. You'll just hear little pitter patters. Joaquin, come on. There he goes. Not done yet. Okay, almost done. Okay. Um, after stuff. <laughs> Get what prints? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're having some malfunction. Technical difficulties here. Um, after suffering from crippling... Uh, too close. Too close to the mic there. <laughs> <laughs> after suffering from crippling gout throughout the fall of 1816, the Founding Father's pain grew even worse when he began to experience a urinary tract blockage. Mm. Especially in guys. Yeah, that's not good. Um, from... The don't try at this at home department. Morris, Morrison attempted to clear the obstruction by using a piece of whalebone oh, as no, a catheter. No, why? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I did that Florida man story before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you but get it was a whalebone. Bone. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you get a whalebone, but anyways. Crocodile tooth. <laughs> um, the unsuccessful. Procedure led to further internal injuries and infection. No <laughs> Morris passed away on November 6, oh. 1816, in the same room which he was born 64 oh, no. years earlier yeah, on his family's estate. Uh, so uh, the estate was called Morsania, and, and it's located in what is today the South Bronx. Mm. So that's uh, Governor. Governor Morris. Governor, Governor Morris. Ladies, ladies, peg-legged ladies man who stuck a whalebone in his peen. Hey, listen, I went to a sex store one time um, for reasons. Okay. Um, and there was a whole section on amputee porn. So I believe it is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that attracts some women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, there's a type of horn for everything, right? I mean, it's not his leg that matters, it's how he uses his other appendages. <laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's not the size of the boat, but the motion of the ocean. Well, this is there has to be some variation in there. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Stiffness of the the wood. S- the stiffness of the wood <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really rhyme, but I'll figure it out. I need more time. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. Joaquin looks like yeah. He's ready for his treat, man. <laughs> this would be a little bit, little bit uh, shorter of an episode, but I think we're ready to uh, wrap it up. Um, yeah. So then you learned some history. Yeah, as as usual. I've yeah. learned a lot about of uh, a lot about um some of these uh people in our history that I never would have known about without this podcast. So But by the way, Benjamin Franklin also had orgies when he was in France, so FYI. FYI. And on that note <laughs> it's about to get me- uh loud because Joaquin just went right next to the soundboard and we're about to wrap up. So Joaquin who knows do you, you want to say anything? What he's gonna do. Did you, what did you learn today, Joaquinis? Oh, he kind of licked it. I don't know if you can hear, <laughs> but I'll, I'll try to edit, uh, make it louder, amplify it. But on that note, it's about to get loud. He's about to jump off the couch. Let's go ahead and raise our glasses here and go grab a refill. All right, bye guys. Bye. Okay, there he goes. No, don't drop stuff. Okay, good boy. If people are going to die from drugs, they might as well die from high-quality drugs.